How's that? Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Am I too loud? Um, no, we're good. Okay. Thank you. All right. Oh, all right. I think I'm going to go ahead and get started here. Uh, welcome to the Metropolitan Planning Organization meeting for November 16th, 2023. Um, I think first I'll let um, Jessica do her announcements. Okay. Good afternoon. A few housekeeping items for today's hybrid meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you're not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled and all chats will directly go to us as hosts. The city or MPO reserve the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. Um, at this time, um, in partnership with Chair Courtney Shipley, we have an announcement to make um, about our quorum today. Per our bylaws, each policy board member may name an alternate that can represent them if they cannot attend a meeting. The alternate must be a member of the same body that the policy board member represents. And today, uh, planning commissioners Carter and Thomas were unable to make it, and they will be served today by Commissioner Rexroad and Eldridge for the purpose of uh, voting membership of today's meeting, which means we have a quorum. Great, thank you. Do you want to go ahead and do um, roll call? Yes, I'd be happy to do roll call. Eldridge? Here. Rexroad? Here. Shipley? Here. Smith? Here. We have a quorum. Great, thank you. Next, we're going to do something uh, I don't know we, that I've, we've done since I've been there, and that is to ask to reorder the agenda uh, for time. Uh, we are expecting a public commenter, which is fantastic. I don't want to limit that person's time if they are coming. I want them to be able to speak on their topic as long as they'd like, but I would like that to go last so we can um, utilize our quorum to get the business done. Um, so if anyone uh, would like to second the motion to move public comments and approving the minutes to the end, um, I would appreciate that. I'll second. Give you a second. Second. Okay, I have, it sounds like I have a, <laughs> a first and second. Um, uh, can you do the roll for me, Jessica? Yes, Eldridge? Here. Rexroad? Yes. Shipley? Yes. Smith? Yes. Okay, thank you for that accommodation. Yes, thank you, everyone. Um, that moves us to our first agenda item, the 2023 Unified Planning Work Program Amendment Number 1. Great. I am happy today to be presenting to you a consideration to amend our UPWP, which is our Unified Planning Work Program. This is a federally required document that allows us to dictate how we are going to be doing the work um, under our Consolidated Planning Grant for the Lawrence Douglas County Metropolitan Planning Organization. Um, we have to establish one of these each year um, before the beginning of the year, and this is an amendment to the current year. Um, it's a reduction in overall expenditures based on staffing and staff turnover and not being filled on the timeline we anticipated, adjusting charges from projected to actuals and changes in work based on grant awards and timeline based on staffing. Um, we entertain this uh, document for a 15-day public comment period from October 11th to the 25th and no comments were, were received. The MPO has a technical advisory committee made up of staff partners throughout the region and they recommended approval of this document at their November 7th meeting. So I would be happy to entertain any questions you may have about this UPWP amendment or the work that we are going to be completing or doing in 2023. Great. Thank you very much. Are there any questions? 
Are you seeing or hearing anyone there, Jessica? Um, no, I've no one indicated with questions and do okay. public comment. Also, I don't. So no one has raised their hand or is in person indicated they'd like to provide comment. Okay, very good. Um, then let's bring it back for discussion. Is there any discussion or, or just general comments? Commissioner Rexrow, none for me. This is Jane Eldridge, I have none. All right, very good. Um, then let's go ahead and see if we can get someone to make a motion. I'm happy to move to approve. I can't see the language in front of me. So I can just make a motion to approve the work plan. If that's sufficient, um, you have it. Yes, 2023 Unified Work Planning Program Amendment 1. I'll fill that in for you. And I'll second it. So moved. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, first and second. Can you do roll for us? Yeah, Eldridge? Yes. Rexroad? Yes. Shipley? Yes. Smith? Yes. Motion carries four to zero. Very good, thank you everyone. That brings us to our second item, which is the 2024 Unified Planning Work Program. All right, just like the amendment we just did, we're at the beginning of planning for 2024 and prior to the end of 2023, we are required to have a unified planning work program to detail the work that we plan to do with our consolidated planning grant funding. Um, this document highlights at a high level the work that we commit to do under our federal regulation and describes at our commitments to a safe streets and roads for all vision zero safety action planning work, uh, the plan to develop an electric vehicle readiness plan, uh, participation in the Mid-America Regional Council's freight study, beginning updates to the bikeway plans, and updates to safe routes to school planning as needed, in addition to core MPO work that we do annually. We had a 30-day public comment period on this document from September 29th to October 28th, and no comments were received. Our MPO Technical Advisory Committee recommended approval of this document at their November 7th meeting. And just like our previous work plan, if we get into the year and we decide there need to be um, changes or amendments, we can broach those topics with our technical advisory committee and amend this document at that time. I'd be happy to entertain any questions about work that we plan to do in 2024 or anything in our unified planning work program at this time. Just one question, this is Commissioner Rexroad. Um, uh, can you confirm if this work plan is in any way tied back to our capital improvement plan? So this work plan is not directly tied to the City of Lawrence Capital Improvement Plan. The MPO is a separate legal body than the City of Lawrence or any of the cities of Eudora, Baldwin City, or Lecompton. And so while we work in partnership with our partners at all of the cities on the level of the Technical Advisory Committee, in the case of like, for example, for 2023, where we worked with uh, the City Municipal Services and Operations of the City of Lawrence, recognizing to help co-staff some bicycle wayfinding planning work that was being done. Um, other than that, there we do not uh, implement CIP projects. That's the responsibility of each local government. So in that sense, we try to coordinate with them, um, just like we would when we do our processes for things like our transportation improvement programs or other elements of uh, long 
range planning, but it's not directly tied to that. We're a separate entity. Are there any other questions? Okay, uh, is there any public comment that you can see there, Jessica? There is no one in the room and no one has indicated online that they would like to comment on this item. Okay, uh, let's bring it back then for discussion. Is there anything we would like to discuss on this item? Okay, then I would uh, see if I can get a motion to accept. Wilson Smith Kadot, I'd move to adopt um, the 2024 UPWP. Um, point of information, can I have you add also as part of your motion and language to authorize the MPO Secretary Jeff Crick to sign the Consolidated Planning Grant Agreements? <laughs> I will add that I would love it if Jeff could sign okay. um, the CPG agreements that we'll send you at the beginning of January. Thank you. Can I get a second? Second. Very good, I have a first and second. Um, can you do roll for us? Yeah, Eldridge? Yes. Rexroad? Yes. Shipley? Yes. Smith? Yes. Motion carries unanimously. Very good, thank you everyone. Uh, that brings us to number three, the 2024 safety performance measure target setting. Okay. Again, like all of the other stuff that you've seen today, this is something that is a federal requirement for the uh, Metropolitan uh, Planning Organization um, to draft um, safety targets um, annually. Um, and so we have done this work um, to meet those federal requirements, looking at the prescriptive targets that Federal Highways and FTA have d defined for the number of fatalities the, and serious injuries, the rate of fatalities and serious injuries per 100 million vehicle miles traveled, and the number of non-motorized fatalities and serious injuries. These measures are prescriptive across the entire country for all MPO areas. And so historically, this MPO has looked at our historical um, realities of all of these different measures and taken that opportunity to um, conduct five-year rolling averages of each of those measures based on the requirements. We have also listed the crashes um, by roadway maintained for additional local information. The MPO has committed to desiring previously improved safety beyond the target set. However, the target at this point reflects the rolling averages with projections based on these historical trends. We are hopeful in the future with additional work completed in safety under our vision zero safety action plan, that we will have political commitments to be able to set more stringent targets in our attempt to drive down um, serious injuries and fatalities in our region. We have put together the data and the targets for each of these measures. I'd be happy to entertain them or any questions you may have about them. We po post these while we're not required to for public comment period, um, and we did that for a 15-day public comment period. We did not receive any comments. The reason we chose to do that 
is because uh, the, with the adoption of these targets, they become part of transportation 2050 re performance reporting, and we don't want to subvert the public comment processes required for that document. Um, the MPO Technical Advisory Committee recommended approval of these targets at their November 7th meeting. I'd be happy to entertain any questions you may have. Am I reading it correctly that the trends have been improving over the last couple of years? Um, in general, yes. However, for number of fatalities, yes, and our targets are uh, better than what we had set in 2023. Um, for serious injuries um, and uh, fatalities the, and the number of non-motorized ones, our rates and our targets have gone up from where we were in previous years. And so they, the five-year rolling average is an attempt to not capture any one year's high or low um, in, the, in this data and to kind of create a normalization um, for what's happening and trends. But overall, in general, we are seeing um, uh, some, some differences in safety compared to some of the national trends also. Um, one of the conversations we had at the Technical Advisory Committee was about, um, you know, our Compared to many of the regions in the state, we are actually um, faring better in terms of some of these, these data points. And so we'll have an opportunity to look at more of those in our safety action plan and target countermeasures and improvements that we can hope to continue to drive down these numbers. Thank you and congratulations. I would move approval of the necessary work to be done if you would provide the well, correct. that was going on great. Okay. Just a second. <laughs> Point of information, there's a, when you're ready for public comment, we have a member of the public who would like to submit comment on this item. Sorry. That's okay. Hi. You can hear me and see me, I, I presume? Yes. I don't, I don't see myself on screen. Um, there we go. Um, I commented at the PTAC, I probably should have written my concern okay. out. Can you all hear and see? Do mute, Courtney. Yes, you're good. We can see and hear you. We just are muting some others so that way we can reduce distractions. Go ahead, JT. Okay. Um, I, made, I made the same comment that I'll make today at the PTAC. Um, probably should put this in writing. Um, as mode share for non-motorized non approaches zero and it's very low now, then fatalities and serious injuries also approach zero. That, that's axiomatic, I believe. Um, so, um, counts become, mode share counts become interesting and um, a little troublesome if they're only made once a decade and that indirectly. I don't know what happened to um, bike counts, for example, but the mode share is already very low to start with. And if it is in decline and we don't know it, then if you see a um, decline in serious injuries and fatalities. Um, that, all, that whole thing's kind of problematic for me, and that's 
all I've got to say on that. I have public comment, as you've said, at the end of this, and I'd appreciate being heard then. Thank you. Okay. There is no one else currently in the room requesting public comment or online. Commissioner Shipley, are you there? We can't not hear you, so if you're there. I don't know if you guys can hear me. We can hear you now. Commissioner Shipley, we can hear you now. I've, I've let Kurt know that for one, some reason the audio has dropped out for me and I've signed back in and it's still not working. A message did come up that said, everyone is muted, but I can see that you're all still talking. So uh, might try again. We can hear you now. There was a situation earlier where there was a bit of static happening whenever JHE was trying to speak and we had muted folks who weren't talking, but at this time you are not muted. And she is muted. Oh. You were not muted by staff at this time. It appears that Commissioner Shipley is trying to rejoin the meeting. We will see if she can do so. We apologize for the technical delay. Is that working? Yes, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Okay, you can hear me, but I can't hear you, so I'm not sure how that's gonna play uh, out. Hmm. Um, It may be that because there's two of her. There is no longer two of her. I'm just kidding. There, I, it was at first, but there's not now. Ha ha ha! Did it come back? Are you there? Yes. <laughs> I do not know what that was about. Okay, sorry everyone. Okay, we are um, done with, are we, able to get we, yes, we have completed public comment on that item. Okay, uh, is there any other discussion? Good, can I have a motion? Allison, you're muted. First time today. Oh, go ahead. Looks like we got a first from Jane Eldridge. Yes. Okay. And I a second. Okay. okay. Got to have a first and a second. Uh, can you do roll for us? Eldridge? Yes. Rexrode? Yes. Shipley? Yes. Smith? Yes. Motion carries unanimously. Great, that brings us to the 2023 urban area boundary proposed. All right. 
We have this opportunity once every 10 years to uh, have the opportunity to refine and modify an urban area boundary um, for transportation planning purposes. Um, this boundary must include everything that is within the UZA, um, the urbanized area, and, it, and for uh, any uh, areas that we expect to develop uh, possibly within uh, that timeline. Um, it is does not have a bearing on land use. It is a tool that dictates how funding eligibility for roadways, whether that is federal or urban, can be expended. And it has rules that tie back to the MPO's federal functional classification. So in the sense that there are different criteria for urban areas than there are rural areas. We met with our partner stakeholders who are impacted um, for planning and uh, administration at Eudora and Lawrence and through this conversation and in partnership with the Technical Advisory Committee who recommended um, these proposed boundaries. We also sat down and had a conversation with um, our partners at the Kansas Department of Transportation um, when, when making these changes. There's three small changes. The yellow boundaries are the ones that were established following the last census. Um, and the pink lines represent, there's three small changes. One is a tiny blip to include all of the property boundaries that represent the city of Lawrence Airport. It's very tiny right here. Another is this, um, West Eastern area. And there's one tiny uh, blip here also that aligns uh, the boundary to uh, uh, as-built roadway that was not constructed yet at the time when we um, made this last boundary. I'd be happy to entertain any questions you may have about our establishment of urban area boundaries. This is a comment, Commissioner Rexrow, this is a comment rather than a question. Um, we on the Planning Commission had an opportunity about a year ago to uh, hear a proposal for a, a, an additional quarry on uh, the east side of uh, Eudora. And the Eudora uh, Planning Commission and City uh, Management Team um, came to the Commission saying that um, the, their future urban growth plan ran into that quarry site, thus their objection to it. When I looked at the map that uh, was part of that packet, it appeared that the urban growth boundary line was well west of what they had indicated um, some months ago. So I just want to put that out there for you. Um, as, as you look at that, uh, it's, it seems inconsistent with what I saw um, um, a little while ago. I just want to put that information in your hands. Okay. I appreciate that information. We met with some of probably maybe those same administrators from Eudora and did not have that conversation about a request for a change to that boundary. Additionally, the decision at the Technical Advisory Commission, which included representation from Eudora, was unanimous based on these boundaries. That's all the additional information I have about that conversation and decision. Thank you, super interesting, thank you. Any other questions? Great, let's make sure there's no public comment. There's, appears to be no members in the room nor online who have requested to make public comment. 
All right, great. Let's bring it back, make sure there's no discussion. Um, then I would be willing to accept uh, motions. I would make a motion acceptable to Commissioner Shipley. Oh. <laughs> and I assume that would be recommend approval of the 2023 urban area boundary for Lawrence and Eudora. Correct. Thank you. And can I get a second? Second. Great. I have a first and second. Can you do roll for us? Eldridge? Yes. Rexroad? Yes. Shipley? Yes. Smith? Yeah. Motion carries unanimously. Great, thank you everyone. Um, what I might suggest is, uh, my suspicion is there aren't enough people here to pass the minutes, but let's make sure that's true since two of our um, members today were not uh, at those meetings. I presume they would abstain, so let's just make sure that's the case. I, I would have to abstain. This is Jane Eldridge. <laughs> As would I, Commissioner Rexford. Mm -hmm. So, Jessica, will that mean you just need to put them on next month's meeting? Well, um, you would still have a quorum for the vote if the two members that were at the meeting would vote in favor. However, you could also choose to defer these to a future meeting. It doesn't have an impact on time constraints for us or deadlines. Great. I think that would be appropriate. Do you need us to vote to do that? No, I think you can all, by not disagreeing, decide to do that. <laughs> They think that's appropriate. Thank you. Um, now that brings us to public comment. Um, I am going to need to leave here uh, to go to this uh, governor's event, um, but you uh, are allowed to continue with the public comment and finish the meeting without me. Uh, there's no further votes that we need. Um, and um, Mr. Thornburg, I will watch this later. I've seen your presentation, some parts of it I'm sure before, and I do appreciate you being here. I did not want to limit your time because I do think it's an important subject. And I want to thank the two commissioners who visited today, um, and I hope you learned how, how interesting MPO is and you want to join in the future. Uh, so thank you, everyone. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. In lieu of a chair and a vice chair and lack of quorum at this time, we will continue to proceed to have an opportunity and staff will just facilitate the remaining portion of this meeting. Um, for public comment, JT, you have indicated you'd like to sign up for comment. Now would be your time. Would you like me to share screen to the photo you requested? To the, to the first photo, very first one. Okay, it's the, okay, um, make actually, that, this, if that's not the right one, you can tell me. It's the right one, okay. yes. Um, I'm gonna get uh, tongue-tied here because this thing is so unusual. Um, I, I know that I, public comment doesn't mean the opportunity to ask questions, but I, I, I'm wondering, is there a county representative still in the uh, um, group? Uh, we did not have representation from the county commission today. Okay, okay, that's that's all right. Um, my other question, if I may, is the anyone who can see the first photograph, uh, um, this is for my education perhaps, and, and I know you don't have to answer it, but 
my question is, what are we looking at here when we look at this um, picture? What, and if anyone would want to answer that, I'd appreciate it. And then I will strictly comment after that. What are we looking at? Okay, with, with no answers, I, I will tell you we are looking at efficient and concentrated bicycle parking. As far as the eye can see, there are bikes and there's no disorder. They are all locked. And probably off to the left is some, um, perhaps a farmer's market or so on and so forth. Um, I've been a, I was a cyclist in Lawrence and Douglas County for 20 years. Um, I'm not able to do that kind of thing um, anymore, but um, for the last 10 years, it was out in the county, um, in or through the county, um, daily, sometimes seven days a week. I biked um, for employment um, uh, eight to 10 miles each way. Um, in, in my um, experience, I'm gonna make a strong statement now and um, preface it by saying, no one who's ever known me would call me any kind of a conspiracy theorist. Um, they would say, um, he's a bit naive, but not like that. Um, it's been my experience as a cyclist that there has been a systematic disaccommodation of cycli cyclists by the denial, the delay, and the degrading of bike parking um, uh, at public facilities in and around town, uh, downtown. Um, I've had nine bicycles stolen, and um, so that's my direct experience. Um, if you want an example of denial, um, uh, go to the what's called the Carnegie Building. Um, there's no park, but public bike parking there. Um, I could go through each facility, including the courthouse, and and um, give you the history of the uh, uh, denial, delay, or degrading of parking. You can go to the next slide if you want. I assume this. With the increase in homelessness, there. Um, sorry to say it. There is a nationwide. Uh, epidemic of bicycle theft. And it used to be that the first bike I had stolen was from the library. And I turned to one of the hangers on and I said, I don't suppose you would know uh, where a bicycle I parked here a few minutes ago would be. Um, two of them looked away. One of them got up in response to my question. I followed and we walked around to the front of the building, past the entrance to a bush. The guy pulled the bush back, saw no bike, and he turned to me and he said, it's at the river right now being stripped. Um, and so I, I realized right then, this was 2002, the um, homeless population was a fraction of what it is now. What I learned was that bike theft is, was systematic then and it is now. now they can strip a bike right here. This is in front of the, um, the garage. Uh, and, and I should say that there is no portion of our population that is more in need of the of what I call the miracle that the bicycle is than those who are without a home. And they are also the most vulnerable to bike theft. Uh, one of them told me that 
Um, his bikes keep getting stolen. They strip them and they leave the carcass uh, either in the uh, camping areas or they now throw them in the river. Um, so if we want to go through slides, I was thinking this wouldn't happen, but you can go to the next. I don't remember what's there. Okay, um, the problem is that um, the city has no bike specialist. And each time I am uh, surprised or dismayed at how um, poor or unavailable bike parking is, um, if there's any action taken, it is very unfortunate. This is Hobbs Stadium. Um, when I moved to the east side, I asked the Parks and Rec Department why there was no bike parking there. I was, I went to a kickball game and was stunned and dismayed that once again, uh, cyclists were unfacilitated. Um, and uh, this was the result. They went over there and they put this wave rack uh, underneath the stairs. And if you go to the next slide, okay, that's, that's, that's how poor the, um, it's the wrong rack in the wrong place. And here you see why. There are nine bikes parked there. Um, if you want to go through there and pull, um, you don't have to pull, you don't have to steal a bike. You can take the uh, lights off. You can take uh, whatever might be attached to pump and so forth. It's the wrong rack in the wrong place. Um, if you go to the next one, um, I want to say goodbye to Courtney. <laughs> this is um, this is one of her tweets. Um, I, I think she said, well, I won't try and recall what she said, but she snapped this at the um, corner of 9th and Iowa. That's Domino's behind her, and I don't know. I just kind of love it. Um, Okay, this is, the, this is the Santa Fe Depot. These racks are short-term racks. They were reinstalled initially uh, before the, the final phase of um, the um, improvements over there. These were uh, buried in concrete. Uh, they were reinstalled and it's an improper installation. I'm 99% sure I could go over there with a 9 inch wrench and um, have at least one end, and I could take the whole thing apart, as happened at the um, Senior Resource Center recently. They stole the whole rack and whatever bikes were uh, um, there. And if you read the, if you read this, that's a $7,000 bike. Um, there, you may not know it, but there's, there's a camera that's trained on the, um, the railroad station for railroad fans. And you can watch 24 hours a day. And and um, I, I kept a vigil over this bike for several days and nights. I did not catch the um, the owner. It was uh, removed by uh, part of the family. I, I was sure of that because they unlocked it. I, I watched it happen live. But somebody got on the, the bike, to, the train to Chicago, I suppose, and left this $7,000 bike in short-term bike parking with all of the remodeling that was done, there is no excuse. There is no excuse for not having a bike box there. 
I don't want to hear anybody tell me I need to get on the um, bike parking um, uh, planning thing. Um, we, we, we did that not long ago, and this kind of thing should have never happened. And it shouldn't have to wait for a bike box. If you'll go ahead. Okay. This bike, it survived um, parking at the uh, train station once because I was familiar with it. And you, you, you may not know what to look at it, but that's a pretty quality bike. Somebody left it there parked and locked and they got away with it, but not this time. Um, the front wheel um, is on this bike right here. If you don't believe me, the circumstantial evidence, I saw this fellow right here, white shirt and blue uh, backpack. If you back up, I, you could see, you could watch it on the video, he emerged from the woods, he casually walked down the platform, out to this uh, bike, he removed the front wheel, dropped the carcass, and off he went. I decided to call the police, and I learned that because I didn't own the bike, I couldn't make a report. And um, uh, I don't want to go on too long, but um, the um, chief of police gave a talk to the um, neighborhood association uh, at the station, as a matter of fact, and he talked about um, um, avoiding criminality, defeating criminality by design. And I, I pointed out to him, I said, look out that window, there's short-term bike parking out there, and it's vulnerable to bike theft by anyone who goes to the station to take a train and doesn't have the opportunity to use long-term bike storage. Um, carry on and I'll try and um, abbreviate myself. This, the courthouse, as you know, is, um, if you drive by, it's all torn up outside. There has never been quality bike parking here. They would refer you to this parking, which is over at the Judicial Center. Um, as, as I've said, I've been studying bike parking myself because I was ignorant of that. I've been studying it for years, and I have thousand, I have about a thousand pictures of all the bike racks in town and, and those that are in use, trying to better understand my own behavior and other cyclist behavior. Um, this bike was probably there for many months. Um, it, it's basically unusual and was never suitable for the courthouse. Um, if you have business in the courthouse, you should be able to um, have good quality short-term bike parking. The, um, I called the courthouse, um, as, you, as you know, um, Craig Weinog was a serious cyclist. Where did he park his bike? He took it to his office with him. He had no alternative, not because he was a big shot. Um, with the um, work being done um, to the courthouse, it would be a perfect time to install bike parking, quality bike parking. And I called and talked to a fellow named Jay, don't remember his last name, in charge of the whole project. And I asked him if there was a plan to put bike parking. No, there wasn't. And um, he was amenable to the idea. It just had not occurred to him. Um, he did ra raise the prospect that um, being a historically um, registered building, there may be an issue about that. But 
the time to get on that issue would be right now. Um, so um, carry on if you would. I think that was the end. Okay, well, thank you so much. Uh, my, my, my question, the reason I am here is because for 20 years, I haven't been able to get anything done about this kind of thing. And I've turned to the MPO. You are the policy board. Um, this has been a systematic discommodation of cyclists downtown. The, um, the Carnegie Building is the most clear-cut example. The library is the most egregious. If you think that that bike corral in front of the library is a good idea, that bike corral resulted uh, from the fact that cyclists would not go away when the library was opened with no bike parking, which is not what the voters voted on. I just went over there today and they had, it's been a shambles for, um, for months and, and years at a time. If you like the idea that there are candlestick delineators there and quality tire stops, you're welcome. It took me years to get that done. And um, they have, uh, I had a parent new to me come to me and say his teen had gone to the uh, library and from the teen center windows, he saw somebody working his bike back and he was trying to steal this kid's bike in broad daylight. The, um, the um, staple racks were loose on one edge and bent over, he could have gotten away with it. Uh, what really upset the, the, the team was he went out to the security um, guard who is usually stationed there and security guard said, basically, it's not my job. Um, I don't know. Um, is, is there any role, I, I wonder about, um, this kind of thing at your level, the the, um, the MMTC washes their hands of bicycle parking now. They say it's not our job. And um, I got them to take a look at um, bike theft, which is the result of poor parking, and they, they muffed it. Um, I, um, I set, up, set it up for them on a silver platter by giving them the video from um, what the MMTC was modeled after, the uh, BTSSC out in um, Davis, California. And uh, unfortunately, those who attended for the most part did not even look at it. So, um, I guess this has turned into my standard rant. Um, you don't get the public to come and thank you for what you do and what you do well. Uh, I want to thank you for that. Okay. okay. Thank you. At this time, the remaining items on the agenda were quick updates and other business of which we have none. We anticipate our next meeting um, being December 14th. And so we will um, proceed to achieve a quorum at that meeting for the last meeting of 2023.
Barring no other conversation today, I thank you for your time and we will sign out. Thank you.